So, Evan, I was recently on TikTok, and I stumbled across someone named Tennille Towns. And uh, you may not know who this is. <laughs> Never mind. No, we, both, I'm, we definitely both know who this is. I'm not familiar. But I found out that Tennille has an unreleased song that she's been teasing called When's It Gonna Happen? And this song just so happens to be about how she's single and all of her friends are finding relationships and getting married. And I'm just kind of like, Tennille, what do I have to do? Please tell me. What 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 boxes do I need to check? Please explain. <laughs> nice. And you put on your story on your Instagram, the CD. I've like got my fiance's CD on hard copy. In all seriousness, though, I'm not. I'm not gonna be one of those. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that like sees this and is in the comments like shooting my shot. Like, that's <laughs> I'm gonna find a Tennille Towns post somewhere. You've commented where's, somewhere. Bro, expose me. I promise. I swear, I did not do that. Well, <laughs> with that all out of the way, uh, welcome to episode 14 of Waves on the Shore. This is the final episode of the year, at least recording-wise. By the time you're hearing this, it is 2022. It is January 1st. Happy New Year. So technically, it's the first episode of the year. Um, but this episode, we are mostly looking back on 2021. It had quite a bit to offer. Lots of music came out. Lots of music was good. Lots of music wasn't great. We're going to talk about it all. Um, we've also got some some film talk that will be buried in between uh <laughs> very excited for that brace for that you can probably already know what movie it's about and um yeah there will there will be spoilers if you haven't seen the new spider-man movie um but there will also be when you get to that point um i will do a voiceover we'll to let you know yeah i'll let you know when to skip to if you haven't seen it by now um yeah anything you want to add before we kind of just get going uh, well, after the movie segment, we'll do a little, a fun little segment where I'm going to kind of give my own, like Evan and his videos on the Overshore YouTube channel gave his own, like kind of 2021, uh, top lists, worst, all that kind of stuff. We're going to do mine and we're going to kind of play a game where Evan is going to attempt to guess what, what my top 10 song, top 10 albums and songs were. Yeah, the back half of this podcast will be like Jaren's time to shine with all of his year-end Should stuff. Be Should be fun. So yeah, but before we get into all that, um, talking about 2020 as a whole, we came up with a few questions or prompts or whatever you want to consider them, um, and we're just going to shoot ideas back and forth at each other. And so the first one, the biggest or most significant, Scott Biggest, but like the most significant country albums of 2021. We've each curated our own list. I have five here. Um, I I'm only not, have four. It's not really like it. Well, there, there is, is there is a bit of overlap as well. Yeah, yeah, probably. There, there is the one obvious one. Who wants to say it? number one for both of us? I think. Yeah. Go was ahead. uh was dangerous by Morgan Wallen, right at the start of the year. January 8th, 2021, he dropped 30 songs, and then a month later, he followed up it up with two more. It broke yeah. all sorts of records. It was the it had the most album sales of any album, all genre in 2021. However, 
I did to put it into context to like get an idea of how big it is. I threw it up against the other biggest albums of the year. And so here's kind of how it stacks up. I've got the four biggest albums according to the website I was on, I forget. Um but Dangerous had just over 3 million copies at 3,091,000 copies sold. 30 by like- do you know if that's just like actual hard sale? Like, like that that takes copies? that takes into it's no that takes streaming, it's that's like, like total like streaming like, hard copy like, that's everything combined. Yeah, okay, I got you, I got you. Um, thirty by Adele did one point four million sales, and I'll get one into why in a moment why that's um a fishy number. Uh, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo back in May did two point six million sales. And then Certified Lover Boy by Drake did 1.8 million sales this year. The reason I bring this up is because um, I was interested how Dangerous stacks up, given the fact it was out all year. Like, for the whole year, but the first week, Dangerous was out. You could stream it. Whereas Adele... So here's... here's I put some numbers down. Adele Dangerous... November, right? End of November. So Dangerous came out... Yeah. 356 days ago sour by olivia rodrigo came out 223 days ago certified lover boy was 117 days ago that's kind of crazy because it still feels new and then 30 by adele is only 41 days old so and it has 1.4 million so i did some math and obviously this isn't perfect because like you know it's it's not perfect but these albums, if they were out for as long as Dangerous, so at this rate, at 356 days, Dangerous is obviously three, three and a bit million. Sour by Olivia Rodrigo would be at 4.16 million. Certified Lover Boy would be at 5.5 million. And then Adele's 30 would be at 12 million sales. So... Like, is it the most sales this year? Yes. But it's also, like... All year. It was built for this. Like, there's a reason it came out the first week. Because it was going to be a monster, no matter the controversy that went on and all that. It was still going to be a monster. And so I kind of have a theory, right? Because you know who else is releasing an album very early this year? I actually... It is Walker Hayes. He's putting out an album this year. I I honestly didn't know that. And I'm, I just checked it this morning because I was like, I swear there's an album coming up. So I'm thinking they're kind of going the same thing, seeing they had Lightning in a Bottle with Fancy Like. AA is blowing up too. It's like number one on all the charts right now as well. So what better time to put out a full album? Now, granted, Walker, Walker Hayes Country Stuff album. So it's yeah. literally he had the EP and now it's just country stuff the album. Here's the thing, right? When you when you pull it up though, I don't know how well this is gonna work because when Morgan dropped Dangerous, there was what five or six of the thirty songs out, I think something like that. Um, okay. This Walker Hayes album's thirteen songs, I have and an issue with the album cover. Sorry, continue. But <laughs> the Walker Hayes album is thirteen songs, but we already have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the thirteen songs. 
So we're really just yeah. getting another small EP. But yeah. so I don't know how like big of a pull from a advertising standpoint it is to say like new album out now but there's not actually a lot of new content but um i think there is a very uh strategized reason as to why walker's album is coming out right at the start of the year it's interesting though they because i don't know labels like to have that those like accomplishments to say they did like they like saying this person has x amount of number one songs they have a yeah. number one album. They had the most streamed. Al- but yeah. Um, so have Dangerous. You... Yeah. Sorry. you. Go. I've Sorry. done a lot of talking. No, you're fine. But I looked up this Walker Hayes album. On I found it on Amazon. And I'm looking at the cover. And I actually, I didn't mind. I actually kind of liked the cover for country stuff. Like he's sitting on a, if I remember, he's on a dock or a pier. Yeah. And he's, he's got a, yeah. like a cooler and some other stuff. And it's like, it doesn't. It's a cool little album. It's not like the worst thing ever, but this one is just him in a blue t-shirt leaning against a a cinder block wall. It's built like, for like a. It's built for billboards. I I'm not gonna lie. I like the colors of it, but it's just like. Guys hit I the gym know. though, you know. I do see that. Arms looking kind of <laughs> big. It's just sometimes I wish I love like one of my favorite album covers is Magnolia. That's so clean, and it's it's like a this really pretty drawing of a magnolia, and then this is just like I could have taken this picture against the school that's like half a mile behind my house. It's so (laughs) credit. Yeah, I I mean colors of it though. There's like blue. There's like an orange hue and like a blue. Credit where credits do. Walker knows how to capitalize on like a moment, like. Fancy, like, blew up. He followed it up with AA, which is also now blowing up. But, like, he's able to maintain such a juvenile feel in all of his, like, music, but also his advertising. Given the fact he's, like, 43, it's surprising how natural it feels to see him on these super, like, fun, colorful, juvenile-looking album covers. Um... He's an interesting guy. My mom likes Walker Hayes, hey, so yo. I guess he's winning. He's got a version of Fancy Like with Kesha. Oh my gosh. Actually, no, wait. I knew about this. I, must I just have haven't just, listened to it. I must have shoved it to the back of Yeah, the, bro. Like, it's on everyone. everyone's worst list. They're putting Fancy Like, but a lot of people are including the Kesha version. <laughs> I'm not even listening to it. Fancy All Like right. was enough for me. But you know what I found, right? When I So when I listened to Fancy Like the first time, I was like, Oh my gosh. But now I listen to it and it's like I feel indifferent towards it. But I was thinking, I don't think it grew on me. I think I just got used to it because it's so everywhere. And uh-huh. I find that's with like Walker's music now, like when I, AA I came out. I'm just most, used to it. I don't even think it's the most offensive song. No. Like country song, country song that I've ever heard. It's just, it can be annoying. Like it just is annoying, kind of. Just with yeah. how it's everywhere. Yeah. I, you know what? Um, Walker Hayes, he's, he's doing his thing. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walker Hayes is an artist. But with that, 
so we both had Dangerous as our most significant album in country music in 2021. Who did you have at number two? I my list isn't like super super solid, but looking at it, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to say Heart and Soul, but when you just look at the numbers, obviously it's not nearly as big as Dangerous. But I think because of what Eric was kind of trying to do, and I, we talked about this. People have talked about this before. I'm pr- I, at least I'm pretty sure that Eric was planning on doing a triple album before Morgan Wallen was planning on doing a double album. Well, because he was releasing singles in like yeah 2020, like May June yeah. 2020, almost so. an entire year before. Mm-hmm. yeah and and i just i i can i can really appreciate the because he was trying to do this big thing like it is i think it's significant because each of the th- heart and soul these three albums as a singular thing each of them i i mean like they've both they all come off as one project but they're also three projects in one and i feel like I don't know if anybody else has done that, at least in the country world. Country it was a cool world. concept. But Ex- I, think that, I think for that reason alone, it's significant. Yeah, I have it. So I have it in um, two, two lists for this video um, because there are goods and bads. I also had it as number two on my okay. significant list okay. um, because, like, I mean, Eric Church, he hadn't put a... Uh, anything since Desperate Man. Which was November 2019. 2018. It was 18. Yeah, it oh, was 18. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of build-up to it. It's an Eric Church album. It's three Eric Church albums. Um, there was a lot of hype around it. It just felt like... Like, when I look back on 2021, when I think about it for country music, the three things that come to mind for me instantly dangerous fancy like heart and soul those are the three things that kind of just stick out as um <laughs> as like kind of the summary of 2021 oh, i guess i don't have walker hayes on this list but i think well it's also like an even... album list so he's not yeah i don't i don't have him on my list because it's not but, like oh, but an i album, think that but... i feel but i almost feel like the presence of fancy like being on country stuff almost makes it a significant album it's one of the most, it's the most, arguably the most significant song of I'm the not, year. Yeah, I'm not saying that I, I'm not like praising Fancy Like, but, because some people, well, some people hear like, oh, it was so influential, or no, and that's not, just because you said something's influential doesn't mean it's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> there can be a bad influence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I actually saw this recently, I was talking to Joe about this, and some other people, and on Discord, and it's, there was a post from an Instagram, a country music Instagram page. I don't remember what page it was, but they were, there was a, it was a take that like, um, Montevallo by Sam Hunt was like the most influential album of its, of like the the year that it came out. It's one of the most influential, like, I think I actually, it might've been one of the most, it might've said that it was one of the most influential country records of the past. I believe this was... And the thing is, I agree with that statement, but there's so many people that disagree just because they don't like Sam Hunt. I don't that was Country it. Central, I believe. Yeah, um, and, I don't, and I don't even really like cool Sam guy. Hunt that much. So it's like... Some people are just... They see they see Sam Hunt and they're like, no. But it's like... Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... 
it, just it, because you're saying the album was influential does not mean you're agreeing to liking it because yeah what? i don't really like sam Hunt. sam hunt's music i don't I don't I don't like Montevallo. I can't I struggle to listen through Montevallo, but I'd not sit here and deny how really 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 like Montevallo. And it definitely had a very big impact too. Oh it had a massive impact because that was kinda like you could argue that was like obviously there would be like pop country crossovers before. There's always been pop country crossovers. You can look to like man, I feel like a woman and stuff like that, but um, like that, I find really was the turning point of like synthetic pop instruments being sure. brought into mainstream country, which is like now just a massive normal thing. He was kind of like, at least in the 2010s, by far the most um important people when it came to like um mixing genres, whether you think that's good or not. The influence was absolutely massive. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, who did you? Unless you have more to add, who did you have at your number three? I have a curveball here. This is when it gets a little murky for me because I'm just not really sure. Because it all saying something is significant can't be completely objective. So it's yeah, because it's like, what did you find significant? Yeah, I. so I guess I'd have to put 29 written in stone. And I guess to be more specific, when Carly first released 29. So I guess not written in stone. I was the... going to... Yeah, I had... Sorry to cut you off. I had um at my number four spot. But I'm with you. I had 29 not written in stone. But the original one. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think the original one, everybody was just like, wow, Carly's... Wow, Carly's going... Carly's doing a new thing. Carly's going through it, and she's bearing her heart out. And I thought, I don't know. I feel like I want to like before this year. I knew of Carly Pierce. I really liked the song "Hide the Wine" that she has. Um, but I she but she also had some other songs. Where I was like, eh, these are okay. But then when but this year, like Carly's like like my favorite female artist probably is Miranda Lambert. And now Carly Pierce is up there with Miranda Lambert. Oh, dude, Carly Pierce has yep. shot yep. up my list as far as female yeah. artists go yeah. this year. And it's like I'm really excited. I'm just really excited to see what she does. So I just for like this is such a turning point for her mm-hmm. and her life. And this album is such a turning point for her in her own life and and her just her her musical work that she puts out because it's just like wow, Carly can really do amazing stuff. And so yeah, I'm excited about that. It's like for me, 29, the EP or album, whatever you want to call it, the original seven track collection, that was like a big shock to the system because it's like, whoa, like I kind of just mentally the way I pictured um, Carly Pierce and her other stuff, I kind of put her in like the Gabby Barrett area, kind of stuff like that. Like not. Yeah. Okay. okay. N- not that like um, I'm not comparing like you know, apples to apples, but I'm just saying, like, the kind of box I put her in, it's like, yeah, she makes some pop country music, she's just kind of over there in that thing, but it was like a, when she dropped 29, it was like, holy crap, this is, like, phenomenal, where I think 29 written in stone, sure, it's more great music, but it's like, it's almost like her just running the bases, whereas 29 was when she hit the grand slam. I, I will say, 
before 29 came out, she had, uh, I, I will say she had a couple songs that I think were exceptional that stood above the rest. Oh, yeah, no, she had good songs, but it's like, for her to go I can't this. Say the same, at least for me, I can't say the same for Gabby Bear. But oh, I yeah, you, no, yeah. and I, it's like a loose comparison, I, I, but. Yeah, I, I know, I knew what you were meant. I'm not yeah. saying, yeah, I, 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 I would also have put her in that same general box. Because mm-hmm. nobody's the same. Just a like big belting say. pop country kind of thing. But yeah. Um, but like every little thing, I hope you're happy now. And uh, I hope you're happy I, now. I, slaps. Hide the one. Where did I have Very that on my year end list last year? It's pretty high. I think it was like five or something. Yeah. Um, every little thing though, that one kind of, it's like, <laughs> when, if you just, if you're like in a vulnerable place and you're, <laughs> and you're just kind of like listening to the lyrics, it's kind of like, man, life sucks. <laughs> Dang. I hate this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my number, so that was my number four. My number three is where I threw a bit of a curveball. Because, like, this is more of, like, an in-the-know significant album. So I guess, like, I threw it in as a curveball. But I had the Ballad of Dude and Juanita simply because it was Sturgill's last album. Mm, okay. And, like, it definitely, like, um, obviously, it's not a mainstream album. It's not, like people from outside of country can say like oh yeah 2021 Sturgill put out this but like he's got a massive following and like it really like landed um in the end i mean Sturgill's always gonna land in the independent scene but this one really seemed to like um it's a super highly respected album i think um and so i put it there because like just talking to people and just seeing the um reception of like reviews and stuff i mean grady's video alone did like massive on it like i always forget how previous to this i i always forgot how big sturgill was uh in the under or in the independent world uh so i found this album like there's a lot of buzz around it and so i kind of dropped it in what i find i really appreciate what that album does Mm -hmm. but i i just for me, at least, with that album, I think and the thing is, I think it's good. I just don't come back to it. That's I was talking to my brother about it's an this. interesting thing. It's an album that I highly respect. Like I have a lot of respect for, and I think very highly of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I haven't gone back to it as much. It's like if I'm going for that sound, I typically my go-to is Coulter Wall when I want that super western, yeah. super dusty swinging door. But throw on some cowpoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the Ballad of Doom Juanita. I think it's like an exceptional concept album, and I respect the living crap out of it. But I'm kind of with you in the sense that it's not an album that I found myself going back to as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I tell you what, the one thing I go back to way more than I ever thought I would, Cutting Grass Volume Two. I still revisit that thing all I, the time. I'm going to be honest with everyone here. <laughs> I The only Sturgill album that I've actually listened to is his newest one. I am extremely late to the Sturgill game. And maybe at some point I'll get around to listening to all his albums, but it's just kind of like, it's almost overwhelming because I know every single album is its own and like, like thing and then mm-hmm. it's like, each album's different and it's got all these like really like big fa- he's got these big fans i also feel like there's a there's almost like a pressure to like it too yeah like yeah, to come out and true. say i don't like a sturgill album yeah 
I'd just be worried that I'm going to have, like, a bunch of, like, people in overalls and pitchforks coming, like, a torch parade at me. <laughs> uh, like, what's the guy that stole, kidnapped Juanita? I forget the name, but if there was a name. I just picture a bunch of that guy coming at my door if I say I didn't like a Sturgill album. But, <laughs> um, and then last one I had, last one you had, our lists are pretty synchronized. I think we had the same one. Uh, I've got Human by Cody Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think when it comes to significance, there's some obvious picks, so I think that's... Yeah, because we well, are we talking could, we about... We throw Intuition by Billy Current. <laughs> it's significant because of how... Significantly bad it was. It's bad, but at the same time, it's like, what is what is Billy Current? <laughs> like, not even... like. He has People Are Crazy. That's a good song. Yeah, well, no, no, but he has amazing songs. What what confuses me about him is, like, for the last, like, ever since his la- his album before this one came out, it's like he's disappeared off the face of the earth. And then he showed up in August and was like, hey, guys, here's an album. <laughs> sucked. And then it's like, <laughs> this even, like, this isn't, like, the thing is, you, you had some decent songs on your last album. It's like, did you just decide to, like, I think he's going full Beach Bum, full, like, but half the time it's not even no, but beach bum. It's just bum. <laughs> like I this follow. intuition, yeah. intuition's just bum. Bro. Well, the reason I say beach bum is because <laughs> I follow his Instagram, right? And it's just like he's like your old like uncle that like doesn't really know how to use Instagram super well. So his like captions are always like, "What? T- somebody needs to take your phone away." And it's like it's, <laughs> it's Billy Currington confuses me, and like all his like pictures for everything like like his picture on a spotify page it's still probably like seven years old yeah i'm looking oh his and, like you, and his... you can't even see him for his picture for intuition like it's i'm flabbergasted but the thing is one of the songs on this album has more than a million streams and i'm trying to figure out who's listening to this <laughs> Who's like, yeah, throw on that Billy Currington. You know what? Intuition by Billy Currington, most significant album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait, what? What? Oh, okay. I I just checked his Spotify and I got really confused because I saw he had a new release called Summertime and it's an EP. But it's just, uh, it's, it's an art, it's a mixtape. He's just like taking songs from his old albums and oh, putting okay. them. And have to do an like on the a, spot review in that case. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, what? No, it's like, okay, Summer Forever came out in 2015. Six years in between Summer Forever and Intuition, Billy Currington, like, does he tour? Like, does he? And if he does, is I don't he, like, know. <laughs> like, I, it's, he's an enigma to me. He probably does, the thing is, he probably does tour, but he's probably just doing, like, smaller event i don't know but like he's not a i don't know bro anyway off the billy curry to <laughs> enough of billy are you, are, are you human to... human <laughs> we were talking about human yes we were um <laughs> i think for <laughs> sorry it's just funny to just jump right back in but um i think for human the reason i put it here is because i mean honestly i feel like it was a bit of a mixed bag reception wise um, more positive, it's more like on the edge of positive or indifferent, not like positive or bad. 
Um, but I kind of had it there because as much as I didn't like um, how he rolled it out with like two new songs every month to for like five months, like as much as I didn't like yeah. that, Cody Johnson was always the talk for like six months because he always kept putting out like yeah. really good songs. So he kept himself oh. as like the hot topic for like half of a year. Yeah, I will say that I uh, I kept up with, I listened to the first maybe like four or six tracks that he dropped, but after that I was kind of just like, okay, I'm just going to do what I'm doing for Hicks Tape. Well, I guess Hicks Tape came out. I did the same thing for Hicks Tape that I did for this. I was just like, I'm not listening to any of, ex- the only thing about that I can appreciate about what Cody did, that Hicks Tape didn't do is that he didn't release all of them one at a time he released like half the album and then the other half came out with the rest of the album yeah but hicks tape was literally one at a time but i did the same thing i listened to a couple of songs i was like these are good these are actually great but i'm just gonna wait because i'd rather listen to them all at once just makes everything a little more satisfying when you finally get it um yeah so i think that's unless you have more to add that's like our bundle on the most significant albums so we we had another one um biggest bombs that's what we have it in our document uh what albums or most yeah mostly albums i really want to say what albums by Billy Currington is the biggest one, but I have I it think, on my list. I yeah, but I think I have to say that Life Rolls On is the biggest one, just because it's like it's FGL, just the fact that it's an FGL album and they've got they've got a pretty big fan base and a pretty loyal fan base. Every I have a number um, one as well. Everything about Life Rolls On was bomb. It just yeah, the build up sucked, like. Based on the pre-releases, nobody was looking forward to that <laughs> album. Like, what did what did they put out? They put out uh, I Love My Country and New Truck. And I feel like there was another. Or no, because they put out the, like, EP that had, like, um, U.S. Oh, Stronger Beer 30. It was, was that the, it was, like, the six-pack? Yeah. So it's, like, not a yeah, soul... Not I know a that soul. I don't like FGL that much. <laughs> I know, but it's like it, like it's not like there's another album I'm gonna talk about in terms of bombs. That's like it was being built up to be like a pretty sick album, and even I was excited based on uh, what we had had to taste beforehand. I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah. But Florida Georgia Line just sucked from start to finish. When yeah. this album was announced, everyone was like, oh boy, here comes another trash pile. It came out, everyone was like, holy crap, this is trash. And then everyone <laughs> forgot about it. No one cared. It so, was such an L. FGL for me is, if I'm being honest with myself, it is number one. It has but, to be. And that's, only, yeah, and that's <laughs> only because of, there were some singles, there was there was some advertisement, there was, some, there was, a, there was at least a little bit of some push. And it's FGL, so it's like everybody, everybody knows who FGL is. So it's like, yeah, it's a bomb. And the only reason Billy Currington's Intuition isn't number one is because no one cared to begin with. Because no, <laughs> there's literally no expectations. But the fact that it's as bad as it is, 
it, it somehow disappointed. Yeah. It disappointed yeah. without there even being expectations. It yeah. failed to meet the expectations that weren't even there. It's just the fact that it might be the worst album that I've ever heard in general. <laughs> I was talking... And, and it's disappointing because Billy Currington has actually a lot of songs that I genuinely like. He has some good ones. Like, Pretty Good at Drinking Beer? That's a banger. That's yeah. kind of maybe? I don't know if that... No, no, I know that one. Okay. But he's... And obviously there's People Are Crazy and there's... And he even had decent songs. We've already talked about this, but it's it's just like, what are you doing, Billy? Anyway, I talked. Wait, I, I talked to Jaron. We we're on last night, and um, I was saying how like I listened to it like half-heartedly when it first came out, and just was on to the next because I was like, wow, that sucked. Don't want to think about it. And then when making my year endless, I kind of just slapped it as an honorable mention. But I was saying to Jaren, that's because I didn't, I never went back to it before making that video. I just remembered it being not that great. But I was saying, if I went back and gave it another listen, it probably would have charted decently high on my list. I just couldn't be bothered to go back and put myself through that again. My thing is like, okay, so compare it to Life Rolls On, right? With Life Rolls On, it, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of effort was really put into it. But at least there was still some amount of effort put into it. <laughs> for with intuition i'm sorry if anybody likes this album but and i don't like trashing albums but i'm genuinely confused because i know billy currington can make good music i just need to know if he's like okay and like <laughs> like if he's in a good place I, or I think, I, honestly, I think he's, I think he just did this because he's just trying to get a paycheck because all he's doing is vibing on a beach somewhere with some dudes. Like, <laughs> he's chilling. Like, he just wanted a new boat, so he's like, ah, anyway, put out the album. What's, 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 what's the next bomb, Evan? What's your next bomb? So, after Life Rolls On, yeah, I had intuition as my bottom bomb because there were no expectations sure, to begin. Sure. I just hate it so much. But I yeah, I, I'm with you. <laughs> My second biggest bomb, I had Starcrossed. Oh, maybe I should have that higher. Because this album, again, I was saying to Jaren last night, I think I was generous to it in my review. I, I think if I reviewed that now, give, seeing how it's aged, giving it some more time, I think it's like we're talking like a 3 out of 10 or something now. And what sucks more, what made it such a bomb is I was looking forward to it so much. And my dad, this morning, he just, he throws like, uh, he just hooks his phone up to the TV and just shuffles different playlists all the time. And he had like a, a country playlist, whatever, on. And Starcross, the song came on. And I'm just sitting there, eating my waffles. <laughs> and I'm Sorry. like, man, I'm like, this. this is such a good opener. Like, for it. This is such a cool song. And when I heard that for the first time, knowing that I was like two weeks away or like a week away from a whole album, I was so psyched up. And then it just rotted. It came out and it just stunk of piss. I was like, yo, <laughs> like what happened? Hey, yo, you were going to make some people mad because there are some people in the Discord that love. Read that. the lyrics, bro. I was... I was shocked because it's like Casey is capable of such great music. Like Golden Hour is such a heater. Like nine I out of ten, and then Starcrossed. 
wow. And like with all the like, I made a whole video just like acting like a some corny fanboy because I was so psyched and the concept was so I cool. I remember that video. And then it just crapped the bed. I was like, okay, <laughs> that hurts. It's like we're going to have to wait like another like two, maybe three, maybe more years for a Casey Musgraves album. It's like, I got to sit yeah. on this. And, and, and who knows what it's going to be like. Oh, man. But I don't think Starcross hasn't really gotten the best reception, I find. I wonder what Rustin Kelly's next project will be like. Just because this was like a divorce. Well, the thing is, her and Rustin Kelly are still like chill with each other. It wasn't like a... Michael Ray, Carly Pierce. Yeah, it wasn't like that, or like a Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert situation. It was like a, we're still, we're still like, we still love each other, but not like in the same way. Yeah. Um, so I'd be interested to see actually what, because I, I went through a small, a minor Russ and Kelly phase. Oh, geez. Uh, almost maybe like a year and a half ago, I was listening to a decent amount of his stuff. I He still has some songs that I've never heard before, but like for like a week i was like oh his cover of of uh crap why am i forgetting the song name of the song it's a it's a freaking oh teenage dirtbag that's what it is i knew it have you do you know the song teenage dirtbag if i heard it i definitely recognize the title um it's it's a it's it was like a super popular like punk like early 2000s kid like I, it's anyway like, he covers it yeah and yeah it's a very rustin kelly song to cover and he does it really well um i'll check it out but i'm interested to see what he does um but anyway what was your number uh, two what was your number two the biggest bomb oh well my we already was it? From... oh wait it was your second intuition yeah all right what and, was it more... maybe it doesn't maybe it shouldn't be because there was literally no build-up but just because of how <laughs> just because of how bad it is like, there's nothing you can't can sugarcoat say, it there's nothing that i can say that's good about it except actually no I'll, it, it has nothing to do with how it sounds or the music at all the album cover is kind of maybe a little kind of cool like it's not the greatest album cover ever but i've seen worse albums because it's like him on a street, but like the lights and like the contrast is cool. Whatever. Anyway, that's my n one nice thing to say about intuition. <laughs> um, well, I also had Starcrossed high up. I guess for me, the most disappointing one for me, out of all the ones we've talked about so far, except for maybe, well, I, I, it's hard for me to say I was disappointed with Intuition because obviously there's no buildup. So I, I, I will, I will say I, the comeback by the Zach Brown band was not bad. Um, and but it wasn't like great either. I thought it was just like good, maybe okay, and that's a little disappointing for me because it's like oh, it's the comeback. They're, I know I wasn't really hyped for it, but they're like marketing it as the comeback, you know, and it's like, but it was, it, it's just. It, it was a return to form, but it wasn't like a... They didn't reinvent anything. You know? Yeah. It wasn't like a... There wasn't anything special, I feel like. So it's it's just that... I guess for me, it's a little disappointing. It's probably the most disappointed I was, except for maybe for Starcross, because I yeah. did love Golden Hour. So I've... Um, but go ahead. Uh, were you done? Yeah, I'm pretty much done. No, finish, finish I don't feel very done. strong. Well, I don't really feel... <laughs> 
I don't feel very strongly about what the Zach Brown bit oh, yeah, did. Exactly. I guess that's the problem. <laughs> you know, it's like I wish I felt more strongly about this, but I don't really. Yeah, so I've got a bit of a a hot take. Really? And let me explain myself because I just praised this album a bunch. I have heart and soul. Simply from okay. simply from Maybe a marketing because... standpoint. Okay. This thing, like some of it was its fault, some was just like a lot. A lot of it was just bad circumstances that really kind of dulled the uh, first experience. And then there's like Morgan announcing that he's gonna do exactly. It's like and then doing it first. Eric had this triple album all lined up, but we didn't know. But he had it all lined up. Well, then Morgan releases a double album. So not only does a triple album feel now kind of like, oh, when's the quadruple album coming, right? But mm-hmm. it's like everyone started releasing double albums so quickly. So by the time late April rolls around, he's already like, it just felt kind of like, like for as significant as it was, from a logistical marketing planning standpoint, the way it's structured, it already felt kind of like, oh, wow, we're getting another multi-album release when it yeah. should have felt like, holy crap, three Eric Church albums that are interlinked. Whereas instead it felt like, oh, look, another one of these. Yeah, and it doesn't help that Dangerous is as big as it is. Mm-hmm. It kind of got overshadowed. And then also... Um, Which is a running theme for Eric Church albums, especially when he's trying to do surprises. Like, <laughs> with Mr. Misunderstood. And then Chris Stapleton just owned the night. Um, and then yeah. also there was like leaks of the songs and well, so leaks of I, everything. Sorry, I have, we're talking about Eric Church getting like the brunt end of like everything. How do you not, how does Dangerous Man not get album of the year? How does it, I'm Dangerous sorry, Man? Like, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Desperate Man, you know that. Oh dude, God. we've talked about it before. That's know, gotta be one of the most shocking album of the year categories and wins of all time. <laughs> I mean, just, I'm not. I'm sure. You can like those other albums. I don't have a problem with that. But just, I. It's not my fault that I just like good music. There it is. I still need to find that clip and clip it and re-upload. It. I still like, need to find what episode that was. I, like it has to be. There has. I know that agendas were being pushed there. Like you cannot tell me that. Oh, 100%. you. You, what it was like? Cry pretty. Uh, the Marin Morris album, the more that Marin Morris album, right? That that's a one girl. Yeah, and girl one. Oh my gosh, Thomas Rhett was in there with and then, Center, yeah, Point Center Point Road. It was like this should be easy, <laughs> like this. That sorry, we're this is off topic, oh, but yeah. I needed to, I needed to. Oh no, it makes I sense. Needed. But yeah, then like to finish off with Heart and Soul, it's like. Songs got leaked, stuff went out, then and the middle album was only available on vinyl, and then Eric was all of a sudden like low key public enemy number one. He just seemed to like everyone's like, Why are you only releasing it on vinyl? Now it's really only like a double album and one. It's just like Heart and Soul, great collection, great music, one of the most significant storylines of 2021 also one of the rockiest roads of 2021 so that's why i had it as yeah. at my bomb list yeah i guess for <laughs> me why i didn't put it there i do the mark the marketing is a little frustrating but I, it didn't bother me as but much it, as i guess i think what's disappointing you. is like 
um, a lot of the stuff that went wrong wasn't even necessarily their fault. It was just stuff happened out of their control, and it just, like, indirectly had a negative impact, at least how I felt on the album. So it was, like, it's one of those, like, um, I put it as a bomb, but that's not to, like, diss them or the music or anything. It's just, like, the circumstances of the world, how everything went down was just, sure. like, I, I felt bad. I felt bad for Eric at that time, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and then, how many more do you have? I have one more. Um... I have, I do have one more. Are I'm we on the ahead. same page? You can go ahead. We might be. We'll see. It, it was Hicks tape, probably. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's for me. I think we. I mean, we just talked about Hicks tape. I think last episode, or maybe yeah. two episodes. I don't know. I'm bad at remembering things. It would have been. Last, uh, I don't know. <laughs> last one or two episodes. Um, but I guess the reason for it. It was just <laughs> like. A little, they tr- they did try to do it a little bit differently this time with how it was released and how like Hardy's not on every track and I just think most of, there were, there were some decent songs but I think it's just as a whole it was just a little underwhelming so I guess that the follow up to Hicks Tape I, one yeah just a little like... I think it a little bit of a bomb I know there are people out there that are really enjoying it um and like I said I don't actually hate it I I think it's just an okay album I feel similarly towards it. Well, the Zach Brown band album probably is better. Actually. I think also like the reason I disliked it as I much as I did is like as much as I stand by a lot of my claims, it's also just generally the heavy bro country stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of the even if objective same vibe. Yeah, and just, it's like if you if you like that vibe, you're probably gonna love Hicks tape. Yeah. Me personally I don't. So tacked on top of like the objective issues I have with it from an enjoyment standpoint it also wasn't necessarily my yeah. cup of tea so that just it's really even, didn't help it for me it's not even the fact that they all had the same kind of vibe for me it's also that like they all it's not it's not just the vibe they actually all kind of a lot of them sounded very they sound very, very, very like yeah yeah it was like recycled songs um so i think we're done on the bombs We've got one more category before we transition uh, into your albums with a brief interlude of Spider-Man. Uh, and that is the biggest surprises. I'm really excited to talk about these. Biggest surprises of 2021. I have a... Our, I think our list might be a little bit different. We definitely they might, they'll definitely give me a little bit different. I have like several names, so I don't think we can spend as much time on each. I only have, I only have four. Oh, I, I have seven. But, like, okay. I, I'm just going to briefly touch on some of them. And there, I'm sure there's going to be a bit of overlap here. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going first. Yeah. All right. So, my my biggest surprise, it had to be, like, album of the year from a debut. had to be Morgan Wade. Came out of nowhere. And the fact that the way I found it mm-hmm. was, like, months later. I was just like, hey, I'm going to check this out with, like, not the highest expectations. I, I didn't really have expectations. I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to someone's debut album. And then it was like, pfft, like my album of the year. Um, so Morgan Wade has just, I think by law in my like yeah. rule book has to be my number one surprise. You, you know what? There's something, it kind of surprises me that you like this album as much as you do. And that's only because it's, it's very 
like alternative rock influence and that's oh yeah like not, it's that's not typically not, my vibe yeah and, and it's very much like i like alternative rock i like modern rock i like hard rock i like blues rock like i'm very much like a i grew up listening to rock my dad likes rock i like zz top i like like it's like it's just really interesting to me that you like this album a lot because like my buddy zach who I've mentioned many times before, yeah. who who I write music with. Zach's like the he, honorary tried, third, fourth yeah. member of the pod. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to get him into Morgan Wade, and he just doesn't really... And it's fine. Like, I've stopped trying, because I'm not going to force it on him. Yeah, but and it's I've... like... I, and the thing is, he also likes rock, but there's something about the, the fusion of her styles that she's done that... And that that's the thing. I see comments that, like, take I, I issues see, yeah. with the very things i find the most uh enjoyable yeah yeah. and yeah. it's like i understand honestly if someone says like i didn't like the way the genres came together i can understand that it's just me personally this thing really struck a chord and it was just one of those like you know lottery instances where it's like all the stars aligned and i just friggin loved it so yeah honestly, it's definitely yeah. an interesting one who did you have so i guess year? while we're while we're on the topic of that, it's it's actually almost like a tie because it's hard for me to. So I do have Mark Morgan Wade like she's at number one, right? But at the same time, I also have Tristan Merez, and part of that is because both of them. Tristan Merez was almost a bigger surprise for for me because really? before his album came out, I I. It, Somebody, I somehow heard of him. I don't remember exactly how. And, like, a just very... It was not very long before his album came out. I went to his Spotify and I was like, oh, he's just a he's a smaller up-and-coming artist. He seems to have a decent amount of popularity. And like, okay. And... But I wasn't, like... I was just like, oh, he's probably going to be another guy who's probably, like... So he probably has a couple decent songs and the other ones are just kind of generic. But, like, he... He genuinely surprised me because I'm listening. I, I like to listen to albums when I mow my yard, right? And so, when I'm listening to, I listened to his album like for like all, like three weeks straight while I was mowing, just because it was so fun. And it wasn't just fun; it was like, there's a lot of really good songs on that Tristan Mraz. It's album. really funny you think, say that because my sorry to cut, but my summer job I cut lawns, and it was like uh -huh. one of my go-to's to cut lawns too. So that's just yeah. kind of funny. Continue. Me and Evan on stage same wavelength again for no reason that's how it is anyway um but like and that's where they're similar because reckless and this tristan Merez album are both just like they're both think, really good in my yeah eyes. i think i think, the, I think maybe Re reckless probably is better but to me just how i i i didn't have the re I had higher expectations for this Morgan Wade album because of the things people had told me. When it came to Tristan Merez, I was, I didn't, I was just like, wow, this is actually like I didn't have any expectations. Mm -hmm. I think the thing for me is almost like so the he flip. exceeded them so high. Yeah, like, I for me it's like I I knew people had like been talking pretty positively about it, but I hadn't like partic I hadn't read anything about it. I hadn't like gone searching for people's like opinions on it. So for me, it came out of nowhere, whereas Tristan Rez, I don't have him on my surprise list just because I've been, like, listening to Tristan Rez for, holy crap, probably, like, well, well over a year now. Um, 
yeah, quite. I've been listening. You've already to, known about him. I, I'd known about him, and like I'd heard his EPs, and like I already had a bunch of his stuff down, and like forgot about you was like one of my top songs of last year. So it's like when he announced the oh, album. I just, I just remembered how I. Sorry, I just remembered how I, uh, like how I knew him. Somehow I just stumbled upon where the neon lies. Like nobody told me about it. I, I think I just it maybe it auto played on Spotify or maybe I found it in like a playlist. And I remember mm-hmm. listening to that and being like, this is really good. And so when the album came out, I was like, I'll give it a shot. And then I really, really liked it. Anyway. But yeah. Um, so for me, when he announced an album, I had like some pretty decent expectations for it. And it definitely met those expectations. It was one of those albums that grew on me this year. Like I already felt positively about it when it came out, but I've kind of just started enjoying it more and more and more. Um, but I had, I kind of had those expectations given his older stuff. So it didn't come as a surprise as much as it was just like satisfying, met my expectations and it exceeded them in some ways. Yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of so, like, did you know them before? I guess. I guess to answer the most surprising question, I think Tristan, from, at least for me, Tristan Rez was probably just because I had no expectations at all. Mm-hmm. How he, how he exceeded the, just how he exceeded the the fact that I had no expectations. <laughs> Opposite of Billy he set, he set the, Yeah, he set the bar pretty high. Set the bar um, pretty high. <laughs> bro, stop exposing me every <laughs> time. <laughs> okay, anyway. But, so, I think uh, Reckless is... Pro- Reckless is... I like that album more. But I think Tristan Mraz's album was just more... Mm-hmm. So, my... My next, um, I don't like after Morgan Wade, it's kind of a little mishmash in the order. Um, but we were kind of talking about this last night. I threw Ryan Hurd onto this list. All right, uh, listeners of the podcast, you won't know what happened. Viewers will notice Jaron has changed headset and there's now a dog on his bed after some technical issues, but we're back. Uh, and so continuing with the biggest surprises of this year, I had. And, like, after Morgan Wade, I have Morgan Wade number one. After that, my order is kind of, like, a little mushy, a little not exactly clear-cut. But I had Ryan Hurd right up there because when did Ryan Hurd get so big? <laughs> like, I don't, mean, I don't mean this to come off in a uh, demeaning or rude way, but when did people start caring so much about Ryan Hurd? I hadn't heard about him until this year. But he's like one of the most streamed guys. It's like what? Yeah, it's it's weird. We were and we were talking about this last night. Yeah. So, I don't understand. I want to know who listens to Ryan Hurd and if like who listens to Ryan Hurd and it's not chasing you or to a T. Like do yeah. you listen? Because I gave his album a listen and it's like, all right, this is okay. Like it's nothing jaw dropping. It's like some nice simple pop country music but i i don't know man but he seemed to just blown up this year and i'm like good for you but it's just like what so who did uh, who did you have next after tristan and morgan i only have two other ones but right yeah i, I should go uh bo i think i've talked about bill armstrong before maybe yeah not sure but I kind I discovered him uh, earlier this year, I think. 
I could be remembering that wrong, but Rick's, I know Rick's that... older because he was one of the original What's On, and um, oh, you might be right. Him. Well, I think I only knew like one of his songs because this year I actually like listened, listened to him. So <laughs> let's just for the sake of he so su- he surprised me this year mostly because I'm not I'm not talking about his old album that released last year. Um, he's released a couple singles for an upcoming project that I don't think we know the release date of, and they've all been very good like like he's he's continued to surprise me because first i'm like wow the, he's he's doing all right and then i'm listening to his album which i'm not going to count as because it came out last year but mm-hmm. i listened to it this year and it's just really good and he's he did a cover of when the party's over by billy uh, eilish which i'm not a huge I'm not opposed to Billie Eilish, but I'm not like a fan of Billie Eilish. And so I had never actually heard the original song before, but his, I, and I have since gone back and listened to her version, but like his version pays a lot of respect to the, the original, but I think it's this beautiful, beautiful song. And, uh, he actually did it a, about like, uh, su- for like suicide awareness. Mm-hmm. And so like, all it was like pros- money. Yeah. All the proceeds for it in the first, I think it was in September or he might still be doing it, but all the proceeds for it went to uh suicide prevention uh, stuff. He's a cool all guy. Yeah. He's a and, cool guy. And he's, all, and then he, yeah. So he's, he's just surprised me. I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting a cover of Billie Eilish. And I wasn't expecting him to do all this stuff. And he's also, he's really small. He deserves a lot more attention, but it, he's, he's. So are we perfect. getting an album in 2022? Uh, we might be. That's a project I would be looking forward to if that's the case. He's also a guy who's pretty cool on Instagram because I've held multiple conversations with him in my DMs huh. before. It's pretty. He's pretty chill. Yeah, he's someone off to to keep my eye on this year. He because yeah, his twenty twenty album is really good. Um, yeah. So I'll rhyme off three. Um. And then you can rhyme off your last. I'll rhyme off my last, or I can just go straight through and you can finish us off. Why don't you go straight through and then I'll... All right, so I'm just going to go through these quickly. Brian Kelly came really out of nowhere because it's oh, like... Oh, that's a good one. That's a good yeah, because it was like the Florida Georgia Line gong show of, like, you know, Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> um, but then he broke out, gave us the Beach Cowboy EP. I was like, dang, this is cool. This is cool. And then, like, he followed it up like a month and a half, two months later with a full album. I'm like, dang, this is cool. <laughs> and he's really, like carved himself into a nice spot um i also had warren zeters simply for the fact that like yo i'm forgetting about all these people. <laughs> i again like i just ooh, I kicked the garbage can over these are good picks <laughs> again i was just like did not realize how big he'd gotten like i knew him from on the run last year and like i i was listening to his stuff this year but only like recently thanks to you did i realize like wait what he's massive <laughs> Yeah. I didn't realize the scope. The um, speed at which he's grown. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, then I also had... I Carly Pierce caught me off guard at the start of the year. Um, like, that was that was a surprise to me. Like I said, it was like, holy crap, this is this is phenomenal work that I was not expecting. Um, I had Kanan Smith bounced back with a really cool album that I think pretty highly of. I'm I'm I need to I'm supposed to I told myself that I had to listen to that album I still have not yet. It's to. a it's a it's a cool one. It's a cool listen with a lot of good moments to make it really worthwhile. 
Um, and that was like his first album since what, 2015, 2014, something like that. Hello? <laughs> my dad knocked on my door. My, you're good, my you're dog. good. I can just grab okay. it. But that was really cool. Um, and then lastly, lastly, I had Walker Hayes because <laughs> what we already talked about him. Like, what is Walker Hayes on in 2021? Like the size Walker Hayes has reached this year has been crazy. And it's like, if you told me last year, cause like before this year, he seemed pretty irrelevant. Like he was not irrelevant, but like, you know, he made pop country music. He had, um, Oh, I can hear it. Crap. You broke up with me. He had a few like, hits lying around but he was mostly one of those just like background pop country getting by guys and then this series just blown up and i don't know where it came from uh so i had to throw him on this list like if you told me at the end of last year walker hayes is that going was, yeah. to that's a good point though walker yeah. hayes is going to get the holy trinity he's going to be featured on my best songs he's going to be featured on my worst songs and he's going to have the biggest song of 2021 <laughs> I would have been like, bro, what are you, <laughs> like, what kind of stupid prediction is that? But he did. He did. So, I, fair play. Walker Hayes doing his thing. He's doing mm -hmm. his thing. <laughs> so, yeah, and then you've got your last one. I'm interested. Yeah, my last one, I guess the ones on my list are the ones that kind of, I guess, they didn't just surprise me. They also kind of left the biggest impact on me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Although, or if if that's the case, Warren uh, Zeters should probably be on this list. But I'm gonna be honest, I completely, completely blanked, completely spaced that he should be on this list probably. But it's whatever. Uh, my last one is actually Jaden Hamilton. Um. Ooh, okay. And that's because I. You know what? You have had, a fair point here. He had music before. Twenty twenty one. Um, and it was. I didn't really know, but I've gone back and listened to some of it, and it's okay. It's not, it's all right. It's hit or but miss. His his uh, but his singles that he's been releasing this year are like, okay, I like this. Do more of this. I think like, he's I definitely like someone to look out for in twenty twenty. Yeah, because because Bad Spot and Heaven's Jukebox are both in my in my most streamed tracks this year. They're both very high. I liked them a lot. I wasn't as big on Bad Spot, but I felt really passionate about Heaven's Jukebox. I yeah, I probably song. like Heaven's Jukebox. He I can't talk. Heaven Jukeboxes. Heaven Jukeboxes. Heaven's Jukebox. I probably like that one a little bit more, but I li both I listen to both of them a lot. Yeah, he's someone to keep your eye on. I think he's yeah. uh, he's brewing something up. Yeah. And so with that, we're going to have a brief. Jaren's gonna get mad at me for probably like five minutes. Um, and then we're going to go into the top albums and songs, according to Jaren. So Spider... Oh, yeah, right. So you're going to hear a voiceover, because there's going to be spoilers, and you're going to hear a post-editor overshore tell you when to skip to right now. Yes, thank you. It is post-editor overshore here. As we said, there are going to be spoilers for the new Spider-Man movie. So if you haven't seen it, if you don't want it spoiled, all that jazz... Skip ahead now to one hour and 14 minutes and 46 seconds. You have been warned if you wish to continue, we encourage you to. But, like we said, if you don't want the movie spoiled, one hour, 14 minutes, and 46 seconds. Adios, mi amigos. Yep. 
cool. So, thank you, post editor Overshore. What a brilliant, brilliant what job you did there. Young man. <laughs> um, great lad. So Spider-Man came out. Jaron kind of wanted to uh, ask me a few questions about this movie, and I'm here to answer them and infuriate him. I think the biggest glaring, the biggest question I have is, first off, let's just, did you like this movie? Did you think it was good? I did enjoy the movie. More than I thought I would, even as I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't think I should be enjoying this as much, because like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I find a lot of superhero, not that I've seen many superhero movies, but like yeah, this one I'm watching very many movies in general at all, but it, I'm yeah. watching this. I'm like, okay, this plot is getting quite dragged out, but it's still entertaining. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time. Okay. And were you at all confused at any point? Um, not really. Like you could kind of be like, Oh, okay. This person is like, did you understand that? So my friends kind of, so, my friends kind of filled me in before okay, watching so, it. They gave me, like, just the background knowledge I needed to, like, be able to follow it. So I was able to follow what was going on. Okay. And so, like, they they probably made it clear that some of the villains... And they explain it in the movie a little bit, too. They're from different times. They're, yeah, and they're from, yeah. they're from other Spider-Man movies. Yes, I got that much. And Yeah, and nothing like this has been done before, which is kind of pretty cool. Um, But... So you were never like, yeah, I mean, if your friend, okay, that makes sense. Your friends explain it to you. You were able to put two and two. It's just interesting to me that you're watching this movie, having seen, having no prior. So, okay, we should give some context. Evan doesn't really watch movies. (laughs) Yet last night we were talking, he told me that he probably, there's a, there's a high chance that he hasn't even seen 50 movies in his life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I doubt I've seen 50 movies in my life. And then I'm over here with, like, bookshelves of, like, I own more than 400 movies. So it's, like, <laughs> like, I love movies. And, and that, <laughs> is, that, that dumb, that, I, that leaves me dumbfounded. I'm just kind of like, wow. So what did you, how did you react to uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? Coming Not out? like, like well, the how- other people, bro. I okay, posted and- up in this theater, right? <laughs> I'm sitting there. Did the other people scream and you were like... No, no, um, like, first of all, right, Ontario, we're shutting down again, right? So you're not allowed to eat food in the movie theater, Um... right? So you are sitting there with your mask on, with people watching you to make sure that mask stays on. You're not allowed eating food. Wait, they have people stationed in the theater? Yes, staring at you. It's so thready. But anyways, um, so it's like you are you are watching this movie. <laughs> uh, like the thing was right, I knew like, um, I knew Toby and I did I knew Toby Maguire, I knew Garfield. I didn't know his first name was Andrew, but I knew the Garfield yeah. guy. So when like they came out, I was like, oh Garfield look, it's, it's like <laughs> the other the other Spider Men are here. I was like, oh wow, cool, fat kid opened up a portal. And here comes 55-year-old Tobey Maguire, right? Everyone just starts freaking out. Everyone's like, no, but everyone's posting like, ooh, they're like clapping. And like every mom's giving like a standing ovation. I'm like, sit down. Sit. You are so white right now. So white. It's like an actor, get this, an actor appeared in a movie. 
wow i know <laughs> it's yeah, just like, that's, bro. that's interesting to see your perspective <laughs> because for you you have no you have no so, obligation to this you have no connection you have no that's emotional like, this is a thing. very a very one-sided like yeah. this is not a fair take for me to be giving out and but this actually, is how i see it <laughs> yeah and actually when it comes to people like clapping and cheering and stuff I get excited in movie theaters when stuff like that, like, especially if I'm emotionally like invested and I'm like, yo, there's no way they're doing this. This is awesome. Like that feeling's going through me, but I'm not a person that like stand, I'm not a person that stands up and like claps and screams because, and I part, part of me doesn't do that because like when people, other people were doing it, I was low key getting upset because Andrew Garfield comes through the portal and I'm trying to hear what he's saying, but I can't hear what he's saying because everybody's clapping and I'm like, people people come on i'm trying to hear what he's saying so i can understand that but i also at the same time i'm okay with it mm-hmm. because and i also I like uh i had to get this explained to me afterwards but um oh what was zendaya's name in the movie um michelle mj mj right when mj's like falling off the statue of liberty and andrew garfield swoops down and catches her oh. everyone everyone erupts in like cheer and everything and so i had this explained to me afterwards and so like i understand why that's significant but still in my seat i'm there like just for really like somebody's listening to this and they haven't seen it and they don't care about spoilers because they're listening to this segment i'll just explain the context very briefly and the amazing spider-man 2 which is andrew garfield's version of spider-man um he had two movies the amazing spider-man and the amazing spider-man 2 and the second movie his love interest Gwen is falling from a clock tower and he tries to save her and he like flips a web, but it's already too late because by the time the web reaches her to grab her, um, she's too close to the ground and the whiplash of her getting caught by the web hits her head on the concrete and breaks her neck and she dies instantly. And so him being able to save, uh, mcu peter parker's love interest is kind of like this redemption like he couldn't save gwen but he could save mj it was like that's See, why, it was it was putting himself <laughs> in that same position and he it, it was this redemption for him and this is the thing i can totally see now why that's such a big deal but uh-huh. i'm sitting in the movie theater everyone erupts and clap and clapping and like yep. cheer yeah. and i'm just yeah. there like yo we've watched like seven people like i can barely count on two hands the amount of people we've watched different spider-man catch falling off stuff but this is the one this one y'all just freak out for no that's really it's really interesting to see your perspective because i'm a i have a spider-man poster here i have a spider-man poster here i've got avengers i've got spider-man here i've got spider like i grew up with that Uh, and that's the thing right everyone starts clapping but it's like um that's the thing. I feel like you, super douchey doing it, yeah. like having the take I have. But it's like I don't yeah. have any context. But it's like if if it was a thing, like if when new albums dropped, you would go to like an album theater, yeah. right? If something well, like that dropped and, you'd and there was excited, you'd get excited for these. Like remember when Dangerous was coming out and we were like people were having listening parties, kind of thing. Yeah, I kind of have like, one on the Discord. But even then, yeah, like yeah. to put it in perspective, just, it's like surprise features and stuff. If there are like if there were like music theaters that you went for new album drops and I like went to a Donda one and heard all the surprise features, I'd be the guy clapping. I'd be like, yes, <laughs> yes. So-and-so is on the album. Very, so very it's true. like, it's just, it's just different what you uh, yeah. enjoy, but it was super it's... funny for me. Cause I felt so like, 
I knew how uncultured I was, and I'm just making fun of the culture I don't even understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was quite no. it was quite a funny position to be in. But I'm glad that you at least enjoyed the movie. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. I guess I'm gonna give a quick couple thoughts for anybody that some people might be interested. Yeah, because in. I'm a big. Even yesterday, Evan actually. I told Evan this, I don't remember if he remembers, but yesterday I watched the original three Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies with my family, uh, just for fun, uh, because we're maybe going to go, I'm going to go see the new Spider-Man movie with them. I've already seen it twice, so but I might be seeing it a third time with them. Uh, and I just, where this movie leaves off, it's Peter is alone, and just, like, it's almost like they made, it's like a... They made a clean slate for him, if oh, that makes yeah. sense. Um, and the reason I say that is because this version of Spider-Man is kind of different than the other two. Because this one has the Avengers. This one has Tony Stark. Like, he ha- like Tony Stark has been helping him and been, like, a mentor. The other guys had to figure everything out on their own. Um, and I, I, I'm excited for Peter to be on his own now because that's who Spider-Man is to me. He's this kid who's alone that's beat down every step of his way but he keeps getting back up and he keeps fighting for the little guy and he keeps trying his best even if he fails like that kind of thing and like at the end of the movie he's getting an apartment in some rundown apartment building he's he's got a police radio on his phone which is very throwback to toby Maguire's spider-man because toby Maguire has a has a, a beat up old apartment a, a police radio and like a, a like a, a silly landlord that like wants him to pay his rent on time and it's where they leave the spot and then and then they leave us with a classic homemade spider-man suit red and like red and like bright baby blue bro my little when i saw that i like i geeked out bro i you know i screamed i so (laughs) just the the ending of this movie is so satisfying because he makes so many mature choices and he you we see we see him go from being kind of like this, like in the shadow of Iron Man and all this other stuff. And we see him, it's almost like he is Spider-Man now. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's cool for me. Um, yeah. So that's my minute. I would give it a, a very, very, very good out of 10, but I'm also biased because I love Spider-Man. Yeah. And and just for some context, the, the, the two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies before this, I thought Homecoming was pretty good. I thought Far From Home was okay. Like I didn't love them because they didn't feel like genuine spider-man to me but for the reasons that i said earlier like he felt like he felt like iron boy because he's got all this tech and he's got like he was in iron man shadow anyway let's move on to our uh the big final segment segment, the big one do we want to do songs or albums first so oh yeah like we should probably transition so now we're gonna move on to jaren's top music obviously i did my video so i've given my two cents on all this stuff Jaren, on the other hand, has not. So this is going to be his chance to give his best of the year, and I'm also going to have fun guessing and predicting what he's going to say. So we've got his top five songs and his top ten albums or projects. Which do you want to do first? So first, let's do albums. Now, for for the honorable mentions... Are you wanting to guess what my honorable mentions are, or are we just, are you just wanting to guess? We'll just go like, we'll just go actual. Okay, so then I'll I'll just kind of say a few things about my my honorable mentions, and then we'll we'll go into the top ten. So I actually have six honorable mentions. I was gonna do five, but I felt like I had to include one. Um, my first one is Game Ball by Colton Venner. 
I can't remember if I've ever talked about Colton Benner on the podcast. I don't believe name? you have. He, him and Bo Armstrong, I discovered around the general same time. And they both kind of, I have them like, they're both very small, but they have big songs. Um, Colton Venner has one called Honey Slow, which I highly recommend. It's it's gotten more than a million streams, but most of his songs aren't that big. Um, uh, I love him, and he released a uh, five track EP. Pretty sure it's five tr- five tracks. Um, it's called Game Ball, and it's a lot of it is just written from his heart. The uh, Game Ball is about the whole EP game ball is about relationships with his family and like, or with his dad and just like his life. And I, I've ever since I discovered him, I really like him as a songwriter, him and Bo Armstrong, both are like, they're not Bo Armstrong's a little bit more like, uh, I want to say he's got more, uh, of a grander Mm -hmm. feel. If that makes sense. Like he's got the fiddle and the string and it feels almost a little bit more cinematic. Whereas Colton Venner is maybe more akin to like a Zach Bryan. It's not that it's not as like raw, but it's, it's very acoustic and very much like that. And I love it. All right. And then, so I highly, highly recommend game ball. Um, my next one is John Randall self-titled this. I'm finished. I, oh no, (laughs) I had that so so high. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so actually this was on my top oh 10. don't tell me it got booted but it's the it's one album that i switched to last night while me and, oh, were no. and it was i will say that it was it was only uh it was only at number eight so it wasn't oh, super shoot. high i had it at number four <laughs> oh, i way overestimated that one but i i really really liked i did really like this but um, I think that there is just better stuff. That's just where I'm at with it. Um, but at the same time, there are some albums on my top 10 list that are, that could maybe over time, this could come back to like my top mm-hmm. 10 of 2021, if that makes sense. But yeah. I had to, just how I was feeling last night, I switched it to my honorable mentions. My and next have... one, what? No, I was just saying, do you have more honorable mentions? I want to hear these. Yeah, I've got a, I've got some more. Um, I've got four. I've got six total, so I got four more. Um, Tristan Merez, self-titled, is an honorable mention. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. so, okay. We're, we're good, good. We're good. We're good. I had okay. that in my consideration I, pile, but already, it didn't make. I've my already list. talked a little bit about this one, but I really, really like um, uh, Texas Swing. So good. Um, she's had enough of Texas. Very underrated. Um, obviously, uh, where the neon lies. Very good. Day drinking is just super fun. Um, when she calls me cowboy is also very, very good. Um, um, I'm forgetting one. There's another two, two beers on a bar. It's yeah. like, there's, 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 there's just really good. There's, for everything really good. There. there's something for um, everyone. Yeah. Um, next one we have the ballad of dude and Juanita. I, I like this album, but I don't really come back to it a whole lot. I liked how it sounded as we've already talked about it a little bit, but it's, yeah. it's a good album. Um, but I, and definitely for my first full Sturgill listen, it was really good. Um, I've heard other Sturgills, a couple other Sturgill songs from other albums, but this one, this one it was good enough to make it in my honorable mentions. I'm sure some yeah. people have it a lot higher, but uh, just for me, the replayability wasn't there. I guess. Yeah. Um, I know Evan is gonna just disagree. He might oh, have no. it. No, 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 no. 
Uh, I just know that you wouldn't have this in your honorable mentions or your top ten, but Behind oh. the Bar by Riley Green. Ah, no! See, I had it in my honorable mentions. Can I get no, points I meant... for this? Oh, sh- sh- sure. I meant, Is like... that two? Because I got Tristan Moretz and Riley Green in the honorable mentions. Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, I, I meant, like, you wouldn't have it in your own. Oh, honorable. yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the opposite. But no, I, had, I, I had it there as an honorable mention. Definitely not as good as uh, Different Round Here, but... I don't think it's it's not like a I, Evan has said this in his review. He just was way way more disappointed with it than I was. Yeah. Um. I I still think it's good. It's just more of what Riley has been doing. Yeah. It ha- I would like to see um more effort and in put into the next album because yeah, one of the tracks was uh, a track that we got on an EP uh, more than a year before, which was uh. If it wasn't for tracks. Yeah, that one. Um, and then there were six other songs, and some of them were pretty good. And I, I just... all None of them were offensive. None of them were horrible. There was just good. So and, Yeah. Which is more than I can say for a lot of other albums. So I, I think it, I thought it deserved to at least be in the honorable mentions. How many but more I think honorable it, mentions you have? Only one more. Kay. And this is... If it's not Why? the one I have, then I'm concerned because this one I took out of my top ten, and if it's not an honorable mention, I feel like it's gonna be on the list. So I kind of hope right. it's here. Okay, well, uh, my last one isn't even a country album. Oh, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Uh, I just had to throw it in because of how how good it is. Um, Surface Sounds by Kaleo is a blues hard rock rock album that I just love. Kaleo, I've talked about them before. I'm pretty sure. Um, I highly rec- if any of you guys listening are into rock, I highly recommend you check Kaleo out. Um, very, very good album. They try new things on this album, but at, they're still at their core a hard rock album, a hard rock band. So I really like it. Yeah. All right. So how did you how did you fare with? I got two. I got two of your honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. Riley Green and. Um... Tristan Moretz. I, I figured the Colton Venner one would probably. Throw oh, I never would have got that. Man. I never would have got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to feel less good, less good about this. I feel like right. you could probably get my number one though. I okay. think I've got your number one. All right. So okay. what is your number ten? Well, how about? Do you want to guess first? Because you I'll said reveal. there were, you said there were two EPs on this list. Yeah, we should clarify. I did. Uh, I for these honorable mentions and the top 10 i did include some eps just because they're collections of songs just like albums are they're just shorter i figured i like because i like some of these eps more than i like some of the other albums so i i, I wanted to include them so um, so let me tell me at number top- 10 yes, this, okay so this is the one that it's either i was saying to you it's a hail mary and it's either a full court buzzer beater or the fattest air ball and it's one I'm of the very- eps I have, I have Tennille Town's Christmas EP. Yo, you got it. You got <laughs> no it. No way. Yes. Songs at for number Christmas. ten. Yes. Songs, <laughs> for songs for Christmas. <laughs> Tennille. T- <laughs> Yo, Evan. <laughs> Evan sounds like he's he's watching. Uh, oh, well, let me put my headphones back. No on. way home. In the yeah. right spot as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a shot. Yes. I remember you telling me last night. You were yes. like, this is a Hail Mary. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Let's go. 
That's all I need. That's all I need. The reason this beat got a lot of albums for me, it's only four songs. I know some people would be like, bro, why is a a Christmas EP in your top ten? Because you loved it so much. It's just really, really good. Like, it's... I could listen to some of the songs on this EP, not at Christmas. Yeah, and like um, that that was the one when me and Jam were on call last night. I just randomly at the call I was like, Oh I think I got something here. That was the one. Cause I was just mm. flipping through like my library and looking through like what, what, what and I saw Tenille Towns pop. I was like, wait. Oh, I'm so happy about yeah. that. Let's go. It's- her her cover of Pretty Paper and the Christmas song are just so good, and Christmas Cards, her an original by her, and One in a Million are both originals, and they're both just like really, 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 really good, and it's just like this is the Christmas music I love. Like, it doesn't make me sad, but it's almost like this content, just peaceful, yeah. like happy yeah. feeling. I love, I love this EP. So it, and because it's a Christmas EP and it's only four songs but it's very strong. I had to put it in number 10. So number nine. What did you have? I, if I get, I, I can't, uh, I'm not going to be able to top that guess. Um, I have reckless by Morgan Wade. Wow. You had it that low. Oh shoot. Dang it. That's not good. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I really like reckless. I uh, see. I knew you liked it. I just wasn't sure if you liked it that, that much, but no, you, I know you, you really enjoyed it. But I, okay. I guess I kind of lowballed it. That's okay. It's okay. Um, I tell you that I, John say, Randall's I, messing up my I, list I, now. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, I'll just tell you what number nine was first off. Um, How the Mighty Fall by Charles. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I've I have since since we talked about How the Mighty Fall a couple episodes ago, I've since listen to it more I, I even got it on cd for christmas um and i listened uh-oh instead all the albums you're gonna hold on list, of course what you're gonna have to go back to like when you said christmas you kind of froze there i froze yeah oh okay i i got the album for christmas and I have, so I've gotten some chances to listen to it even more and more on CD and I have listened to it digitally. It's, I just, for me, I think I like Seneca more is where I'm at it's right now, but I really, really like it. Cranes of Potter is an easy standout. Jesse is also really good. Um, Needle Fall Down is also really good. It's just something about it. Something about Seneca works a little bit more for me. This is, this, this album is still really really good don't so me my three and four are out of the picture now <laughs> oh no okay uh number eight all right number eight go ahead go ahead see this is a bit of a a teeter-totter because i don't know how this one aged on you but okay. i've gone emily scott robinson american siren i'm about to break your heart <laughs> It's not even on this list. Okay. That I, the thing is that album's good. It just didn't really stick with me. Like you just is said. That, I wasn't sure how it aged on you. It was kind of similar. It had a similar effect on me. Maybe I just I haven't listened to it enough. Maybe, but I haven't come back to it. Like I haven't wanted to come back to it. Uh, so I had a similar. It had a similar effect to me with Sturgill Simpson, which is weird because I love her her uh, Traveling Mercies album. Um, 
so yeah i don't really have i wish i had more to say about her album but so, my number eight my number eight is my other ep oh i was, have, i think if this if i had the right ep i was pretty darn close then oh well, what do you think the ep is oh well, no i sh- well yeah sure what do you think the ep is? so my number seven spot is the last resort Ah uh, yes, I had the last resort at number eight. That's pretty close. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll, take I'll give. That. I'll get. I'll get. That's pretty decent, especially considering you. We've already knocked out two of your couple <laughs> top five. Two of my top uh-huh. four are gone. So, I honestly, the only reason this one is this low is just because it's an EP. If it was a full album, that's that was like that. That was like take the last resort and just expand upon it. Like it would probably be in the top three, if yeah. not in the top three. Um, but it's just, I don't have much to say except I, I'm, you know, me and Evan both love Midland. The Last Resort is very, 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 very good. Um, I would, I mean, I just love all the songs. All five of the songs on The Last Resort are amazing. Yeah. That's all I've And so then um, what was your number seven? And you had, yeah, and you had was Last this... Resort at seven for me. So my number seven was 29, written in stone. Shoot. Put that one um, too high. Okay. And it's, it's, <sighs> The reason I have it this, it's it's hard for me to, it's, I, I shouldn't say it frustrates me. We talked about this on a podcast. Um, I feel like 29 and then 29 written in stone could have just been two different albums in a way. Um, that, not to say it's still really good. Like it's, it's really, really good. Um, but I like 29 being its own thing. I'm kind of with and, you. And it's weird that they were like 29 written in stone and i i like i like 29 being its own collection and then maybe releasing just a second album like just two like maybe like a two like maybe 29 part one and two it and i just don't like that i i I sound like i'm being negative i'm not trying to be negative it's just the reason no i get what you mean yeah, and I don't want to put 29 on here and say it's a better album than 29 Written in Stone because I don't think that's necessarily true because so many of the songs on 29 Written in Stone are very, very good. Uh, so it's it's hard for me to... It, it was hard for me to place that one. So I could see it being higher in your defense. Um, it's just weird. I, I This one confuses me because like, I don't know what to do with it because I have mi- I have some mixed feelings on just how it was yeah made but the songs itself are all like really good so So, number six yeah i've got heart (laughs) okay i have welcome to country land by flatland dang it that was my honorable mentions dang it that was oh i had that i had that one pretty high up as well and then I'm last gonna... second, I was like, wait, no, no, I'm going to drop that to an honorable mention. I'm not going to put Flatland in the honorable. Ever since I discovered it, Flat, I was going, oh. when I discovered it, I was going through a heartbreak, so they've kind of stuck with me. Flatland I had that boy. one pretty high as well. Oh, I may have even had it at the number six. Dang it. <laughs> Frick. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mm. At least, a, at least you <laughs> with a lot of these guesses, you're in the ballpark. I'm in, I'm in the ballpark. Knew, I'm in the ballpark. At least you knew John Randall was up there for me because and in and, and your defense at one point john randall was on my top 10 and like, yeah so it's anyway welcome to Countryland. just so good tilt your chair back there's that three track run of uh oh crap um uh daydreamer 
tilt your chair, chair back, back and, and stars. Uh, fallen star. Yeah. Yeah. Tilt your chair back, fallen star, and daydreamer. So good. I love it. Um, there's. I will say that after listening to it some more, I still think Humble Folks is probably my favorite album from them. But this is still very, very strong. Um, okay. And I also went. There was another song I wanted to shout out. Off Broadway. I like Off Broadway. A yeah. Lot too. Um. All right. What's your next? Uh, what are so, we on now? Five. Five. Number five. I had twenty nine. I had the color. Oh. Person, five. Okay. I have. I have the Marfa tapes at number five. Oh, I wasn't sure if the. Ah! What, what, I, what did you do? I didn't did have you... that anywhere, and I thought oh. about it. I thought about it, but I wasn't sure if you liked it that because I know Jaded loved them, but I, oh, I should have like watched back the episode. I, or I have something. a feeling maybe you remember Jaded liking it more than I did because Jaded liked it so so much. much. So in turn, yeah. I, I mean, I also liked like, it so much, yeah, I, dang I love it. More, I've become a big Miranda Lambert fan over the past two years. Ever since, because her first album that I ever listened to was uh, Wild Card, and I loved Wild Card. It, it actually, so funny thing, first time I listened to Wild Card, I was like. I don't like this album at all. And I, I didn't even like, but then I listened to it again, like a couple months later. And I was like, I really like this album. So, uh, yeah. So the <clears throat> Marfa tape really did it for me. Um, well, this is where it falls apart. This is where the wheels fall off because you will, we, I don't think we've dethroned your number one yet. No, right? but at number, number four, two? I had John Randall. Yeah. I had soul by Eric church. Really? I don't know if you remember this, but I actually prefer soul over heart. Now that you say that, I remember this, but I had heart over soul. <laughs> yes. Um, I, it's probably because, and I've talked about this before, um, I'm big into rock and blues. And, like, I love the groove of soul. And I love just the, <sighs> some that. people, I know a lot of people are hard on soul. I know a lot of people will disagree with me. Um, I don't necessarily think soul's better, but I like it more. And yeah. I, uh, I love soul, like look good and you know it and like That's where I want to be. And it's just like Leonard Skinner Jones is not even like a groovy vibe, but it, I listened to that one a lot when it was a single, like before yeah. the yeah. album. And I just really like soul a lot and the opener. And I know, I know a lot of people are like, uh, what is it? Bad mother trucker. <laughs> I love that song. Like. It's so dumb, but it's it's the that like it's supposed to just be a yeah, silly yeah. It's yeah, I love it. It's just, Soul's a really fun time, and it's got some heartfelt moments on it too. Jenny is an interesting song, but I still I've it's grown on me a little bit. It's not the one I come back to most. It's probably the one I come back to the least, but I still like it. Like yeah. there's not a song on Soul that I don't like. Where I know other people have songs on Soul that they aren't a huge fan of, which is fine. So. My number three, I had How the Mighty Falls. That's a bit of an L. Uh, what was your number three? Dangerous by Morgan Wallen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this isn't shaping up well. <laughs> was that your number one for me? We will find out. <laughs> I if think it was, it was your number one. If it was number two um, or one. Okay. Morgan Wallen, Dangerous. Dangerous, I really... I didn't like I wasn't really a Morgan fan until like 
I don't know. It, it's weird how much I've come to like Morgan Wallen over the past year, just his music and just his. Yeah, his I, I guess I'll just say I I did have it number one because I wasn't I wasn't sure, but like I know you listened to it so much, and you're always did, saying like, man, like I'm just been listening I to this so to much, and so I thought um, like, see, it would be like the cop out, but at the same time, yeah, I at the same time I was sitting like, no, I think it. I think it might be his number one. So frick, bro. It this was is... it was close. Uh, there was these top three can kind of be a little interchangeable. So I'll give it to you. They're almost yeah, all yeah. on the same level. I'm in so the, it's not, I'm in the right area. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't far off, and you also I have a feeling that you at least because we haven't hit two and one yet. I have a feeling you I at least one had one of the other. Yeah, I'm yeah, hoping. because um, there's an obvious my, pick left. Yeah. Um, my next one is reckless number two dang you had it high okay no, i i i really like reckless like a lot november air is so good obviously dang, yeah. i love uh take me away a lot um like there's just so many so many good songs on reckless. i had human uh, at number two ah yeah i had human at number one there it is so i was close yeah to... i didn't realize you enjoyed reckless like i knew you liked it a lot but i didn't number two Dang. It's just one of the albums that has kind of stuck with me yeah. for the whole year. Um, and then up there with Dangerous and uh, like the Marfa tapes and Cody. Like yeah. his top five, I come back to a lot. Um, and then you had uh, Human. And so I had Human. Um, so that's pretty a, close. A big, a big reason, I know I was, I probably like Human more than I did when we reviewed it a couple episodes ago. Um, oh, it's just, it's continued to grow on me. I, uh, it's. I honestly probably like it more than Ain't Nothing to it. It's getting there um, for me, honestly. Yeah, I think Cowboy Like Me might be a better album, maybe just because it's a little bit more focused. But I can see that. The if I'm going with favorite, like like some of my favorite songs, Human has my favorite Cody Johnson songs. Like it does. Like. <sighs> I love. I always wanted to so freaking much. I love it so much. And then there's Driveway. And then Driveway Treasure. Such a yeah. Treasure is really good. Um, Cowboy Scale to 1 to 10 is just really fun. Thank I know you. some people are like, what is this? But it's just, it's just, it's, it is what it is. But the thing is, people are like, what is Cody doing with this dumb, silly song? It's supposed to be time. Like, this is where Cody Johnson and Josh Turner are similar for me. They're not afraid to do fun country songs like this. But like, that, that one's so well executed, more... I'd argue. Yeah. Like... Yeah. And you used. You used to see a lot more songs like this, more like back. back I, I don't think you see them as yeah. I used. To, I don't think you see them as much anymore. Um, I'm so uh, happy to see Core Blonde on it. I was like, yeah, let's of course, go. I need. I need to mention Human, the opener, amazing. God bless the boys, also really good. Sad songs and waltzes is good. Till you can't is good. Uh, and then the uh, longer than she did is also pretty good. I don't know a thing about love is also. I don't very know a thing good. about love is one of my. Also, so, like when it comes I to like, you is one of my favorites. Oh, I also really like when it comes to you. <laughs> like it's there's just really, so many good songs. Yeah, there's so many good songs, and this, the ones that I haven't mentioned are still good. They're just not as good. But mm -hmm. it there it's very it's a very strong track list of eighteen songs. I think. Yeah. Uh, like if you if you cut the ones that I didn't name, I think you'd have a very very strong album for me. And the closer's mm -hmm. really good. By Your Grace is also. Obviously, so, it's coming from a place of faith, but very good, very good. So that was my number one. Um, you know what? Honestly, the fact I got the Tenniel Towns on the dot—that's that's all I needed. It kind of fell impressive. apart. 
I got I got in the ballpark on a few, but that one makes me happy. That's gonna let me fall asleep tonight. That's um, extremely impressive, honestly. And then we and will move on. So let's do my honorable mentions for, for the songs. My, yeah, and so I don't have honorable go, mentions for these. I only have a top five. Fine. I'll so, just go through them. Yeah, and yeah, and and like Evan just said, I did a top five songs because uh, it would have been really hard for me to come up with a top ten songs. Didn't and I didn't. I honestly just didn't want to put too much time into it. <laughs> so, um, honorable mentions. Where the Neon Lies by Tristan Merez is my first one. Heaven's Jukebox okay. by Jaden Hamilton is my second one. Chasing After You by Ryan Hurd and Mary Morris is Never my Never would have seen that come, actually. Yeah, I really like that song, actually. Um, Look Good and You Know It by Eric Church is my fourth honorable mention. And In His Arms by Miranda Lambert, John uh, Randall, and Jack Ingram is yeah. my fifth honorable mention. What? No, that was good. That, that, like, that oh, okay. song was really okay. good. So uh, all of those songs are songs that were very much top stream for me. I love them. Had them on repeat. I even did cover. I even did a cover of "Chasing After You" um, on my YouTube channel. You um, um. So let's go on to my uh, so my top five. top five. So at number Wait. five, uh, I'm this is gonna be interesting. At number five, I had Where I Want to Be by Eric Church. Oh. But it's I, you've already put your Eric Church entry yeah. in the honorable mentions, so it's a big yeah. What was number five? So, my number five was Wilder Days by Morgan Wade. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you have that high? <laughs> no, I picked the wrong Morgan Wade song. Oh, oh, oh was it November shit. Air? Well, that was close. That was close, though. You were close. I just had to choose Wilder Days just because it's such an earworm. Like it, it's you can't resist it. You can't resist. Like it. No, honestly, November Air might be a better song, but Wilder Days is just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this fourth one, I don't expect you to get it at all. It's, it's. Four and three might be hard for you. I my top five songs are probably gonna be harder than my top ten album. It was always so, gonna be harder. Oh, yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, if I get them. If you get number four, this will be bigger than the Tenille Towns EPs. Am I revealing my number four? Sure, sure, reveal it, reveal it. Warren's Eaters, Outskirts of Heaven. Oh, oh, I should have... Okay, I'm going to give you bonus points for that. That should... Well... The thing is, that track came out like a year, a week and a half ago. So it's it so new. Yeah, yeah, I know you loved it a lot. So I was just like, "What do yeah. you put it on his list?" That's a really good guess, and honestly, it should probably be in my honorable mentions. I probably would that. not have put it in my top five. So I'll give you, even though we're not scoring a like point a or anything, I'll give you, like I'll give you some bonus points. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, my f- number four track was actually a song called "Everything" by Daniel Kim Etheridge. He's a very, he's a pretty small artist. Um, I don't. Think I don't I know, know his name. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend checking this song out. I really, really like it. I think it's beautiful. I've actually talked to Nathan in the Discord about it, so he knows who this. At least he's heard it before. He might not remember it because <laughs> it was a little while ago. Um, but I really like this song, uh, like a lot. I if I was ever kind of just like, I don't know, it kind of put me at peace in a way. I like songs like that. Um. It hit, it hit me 
It's a uh, the 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 name of it's very general because it's just everything. But when you listen to the song and the lyrics, you'll like understand why it's called everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, then let's do number three. What do you have for number three? Um. So, my number three, I'd take. Uh, freak me. I had Northern Air by um. Ah, okay. By gotcha. Morgan Wade. That's where that one was. Okay, so number three for me was a song that has been talked about already in this episode of the podcast. It is When the Party's Over by Bo Armstrong. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, when this song came out, I listened to it like 30 times. Because <laughs> I, I could see, you know, I could see, with my Spotistats app, yeah. I, can see, I can see how many times I listen. I listened to this song like 30 times when it came out. Um, I really, I probably listened to it like four times the night it debuted. I really liked it. Um, I, it's just beautiful. Um, and the, I mean, this has nothing to do with the song itself, but also just the intention that Bo Armstrong had with it. Yeah. Suicide awareness and all that other stuff. But I just think it's beautiful. Um, yeah. I also love the album art. Probably my favorite album art of the year. The That's single. Fair. Very, very good. Really cool. It's like an original painting that his friend did. So, um, number two, do you have a guess? I quit in time. Hey, it's number two. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Quit in time by Morgan Wallen was my. Uh, I knew you liked I that thought, one. I thought you were gonna go for Outlaw. No, see, I thought about it, but see, I was like. Guess what? You barely dodged a bullet because at one point I had Outlaw at number two instead of Quit in Time. And I, because I, I really it. liked Outlaw, but, but, <laughs> but, but Quit in Time has stuck with me more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I actually have streamed Outlaw more, but Quit in Time has stuck with me longer. Yeah. Like, I, I come back to it more often. Um, I'm kind of surprised. If I get the number one, imagine I get the two and one. Well, I've already gushed about... I Probably like five minutes ago, I was gushing about this. Oh, then I may have got it. I might have got it. I might have got it. I might have got it. I always wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Yes! Yes! Cody Johnson is the saddest song that I've heard all year, and that is why it's perfect. It It is the quintessential country song for me. It is so good. Everything about this song, it even has bagpipes at the end. Bro, <laughs> I kn- oh, you've raved about that song so much. I had to put it shout in out, number one. Shout out to my favorite Josh Turner song, um, The Longer <laughs> the Way and the Sweeter the Kiss. It now has competition for being one of my favorite songs of all time. Because I always wanted to. It's just... Uh, I know Cody, Cody talked about this on his uh, video where he talked about Cody Johnson. Not Cody. I, did I say Cody? I meant Grady. Oh my yeah. gosh, bro. Sometimes my brain doesn't work. Is it about anyway, the line with the memory fades? It's, yes, it's, well, it's, uh, like, pictures will never take, memories will never make, still fade. And it's like, dang. Dang. Ugh. Like, it's lines like that, and it's just, uh, it's so good. It is such a good song. Um, I love it. Yeah, so that was my top. You did a pretty good. I did quite good. I got the top two. At two for five, especially with it could I could I literally could have been like Tennille Towns. (laughs) I could have been a memer and I could have been Tennille Towns. (laughs) My whole top five. (laughs) Imagine Uh, that. Yeah, but I. This was good. I liked it. This was really fun. That was fun. You know, we should do more of these like 
Yeah. We can, guess this list. Guess yeah. this. Guess that. I like that. that. Hopefully, you yeah. guys enjoyed it too. Let us know um, via Instagram, via comments on YouTube. Um, also, let us know your top songs and albums, please. Yeah. Message us. If you haven't already, because I know a bunch of you left them yeah. in the, yeah. the videos. Yeah. But feel free to drop them here as well. Um, yeah. I mean, beefy episode, but that's all good. It's the year end, so it has to be. Um, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far thank you for watching mm-hmm. on youtube if you've made it this far uh obviously it's january 1st by now so hope your new year's off to a great start hopefully you haven't failed all of your uh, resolutions by now i this goes up on noon noon saturday so i really hope you haven't already lost all your resolutions but regardless thank you for uh, a great year on the podcast 2022 is gonna be even greater we're gonna get some mm-hmm. guests on we're gonna get some some things going it's gonna be a lot of fun and um yeah anything else you wanted to add nah have a very great start to 2022 and if you do new year's resolutions more power to you i hope y'all stick to those uh oh we talked about that last yeah if you don't know i don't really care about new year's resolutions (laughs) i don't really buy into them a whole lot but if you do them you go All right. Awesome. Bye.